You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast. Hey friends, it's Bryn, your host. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I am bringing on special guests today, so stay tuned in for the whole show. It gets really juicy and good at the end. Um, I have Bob and Samantha Vona, who are a couple, and they own a company called Vesta. So Bob and Samantha both were in the financial industry and still are, but Bob was a longtime financial advisor, and he was bored, and he wanted like something that would be really valuable to people. He wanted to bring more value to his clients, and he was going through a divorce at the time, and he he decided he wanted to create a firm um, and a group of professionals that could help people make important and empowering decisions through divorce. And so um, they share some juicy stuff today and really good information about um, about marriage, about divorce, about how to work alongside your partner um, to grow your relationship and the tools and resources that you have if it's at a point where um, you know the relationship has come to its time um and how to you know stay strong and have um the support and and um build an empowering relationship moving forward how to step into healthy relationships in your future so they share so many jewels so many gems so tune in for samantha and bob bona five four three two one let's go Hi friends, it's your host, Bryn. Welcome to Bryn Moves, the podcast. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach, yoga instructor, dancer, and wellness entrepreneur. Let's go. I'm on a serious but super fun mission to inspire and empower lives. We're here to chat about wellness and fitness, as well as some tools for shifting your mindset so you can live your best. I hope you feel motivated to dive into your own unique and powerful wellness journey after listening in. So whether you're listening from your car, on a walk, food prepping, or putting on your makeup, turn up the volume and tune in for some serious motivation and inspiration. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bryn Moves the Podcast. I have not one but two special guests on today. I'm so excited to have Samantha and Bob Bona on our show today. They are an incredible couple that I met at a friend's wedding and we had such a great conversation at our table that I was like, you guys have to come on and share on Bryn Moves the Podcast. Such an inspiring and empowering duo. Um, So welcome you guys. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yay. So I'd love for you guys to just each um, take a turn sharing a little bit about who you are and let everyone know um, what awesome stuff you guys are doing and share a little bit about your business, how you decided to start this business and um, what you got you here. Cool. Well, I think I'll start off first. Um, um, I've uh, created a um, um, kind of a path for myself over a lot of years and um it, it really has formulated over the last 10 years and getting to that path was uh, was a struggle and I think it's a struggle that most people go through uh, during their lifetimes and to to get a uh, you know ultimately a clear vision about what you want in your life um, I've been a financial advisor for 33 years uh, built uh, my own financial advisory firm and and most people will say uh, I kind of do it differently than everybody. Uh, you know, I didn't uh, follow along the, the same path that most uh, people do, which is, ah, let's put some money away and save it the way everybody else does. I kind of look at it from a real alternative place. And that's kind of the, the path that kind of led us uh, to um, the last 10 years, which was I got really bored with my life as a financial advisor and just doing a financial advisory work. And I really wanted to bring something that was really valuable uh, to people's lives. I was going through my own divorce at the time, uh, and um, and decided to uh, uh, you know not only separate from my my spouse at the time, but also separate from my business partner, uh, and uh, created a uh, a firm that was going to look a lot different than than most financial advisory firms. And it was just that it was that word firm. Um, you know, you go into financial advisory uh, places and you end up having. Um, you know, these teams or partnerships and things of that nature. But what I really wanted was a, a you know, a, a respected group of professionals that work together and uh, in the financial world. And 
I uh, met Samantha there and uh, in that process and, and, and Samantha and our other business partner, Deanna Coyle, um, we developed a business that helped people go through separation and divorce and, and come out on the other side making uh, you know, really important, empowering decisions, uh, not only to get themselves through the divorce, but to take those next steps in their lives. So that's kind of how, and then we got to meet you, Bren, at, uh, at, uh, at one of our wonderful financial advisors that work in the, in the divorce industry with us um, at his wedding. And it was really awesome to meet you, uh, meet you there. Yeah, so awesome. I know when we had, so if anyone listening listened to the show with Deanna Coyle, these are her business partners. And so I'm super happy to have you guys on together because now we have this awesome, like masculine, feminine dynamic, and we get to hear from um, a man and a woman that are in the industry at the same time. So we're going to get really juicy today. But yeah, so funny to meet at a wedding. And then we sat and talked about divorce (laughs) at the (laughs) table. (laughs) But we know that divorce is super common and it's one of those topics that maybe, um, like you said, people don't get as much support or um, empowering help through. And so I love that you wanted to create a little more purpose with the work you were doing and kind of hone in on a special group of people that you could not only... um, help more because of your long, you know, time career as a financial advisor, but also because you could literally relate to them because you were also going through a divorce in your own personal life. So you could really get on that level with people because you understand firsthand what they're actually going through. Um, you know, when there's a split in that partnership and how that can rock their world and their family and, and their mental and emotional state and all of it. And of course their money, which is one of the biggest reasons probably people choose not to get divorced, but we can talk about that later. Um, so Samantha, hello, tell everybody who you are. Hello, hello. I'm Samantha Vanna. And as Bob shared, you know, we, well, I've been in the financial business for uh, going on 10 years now, and my background leading into divorce, well, what, well, my background leading into finance, excuse me, uh, is that I've always wanted to work in finance, really my passion. I, since a very young age child, uh, have been, been very motivated to be on this path. And when meeting up with Bob and Deanna in the financial world, the concept of divorce and helping divorcing clients through this process uh, hadn't occurred to me. However, as the two of them brought this to light, it's it made it was a perfect pun intended marriage uh, to <laughs> to to focus in the divorce niche and helping divorce clients because my parents divorced when I was three and actually thirteen out of fourteen couples in my family are divorced, so well above the average statistics of fifty percent. And not only have I been through years of seeing divorces divorces in my family, excuse me, uh, but more recently, some family members that have been through divorce have been able to utilize the services of our company and have a better outcome than I know my parents did, but as some other family members have had as well. And I think just helping people through that process, well, not, not I think, I know, uh, helping people through that process is just such an empowering relationship when people feel so isolated and alone and not sure where to turn and what to do and to be that guiding light. And, um, you know, whether it's me individually, us, us as a team, or just the company at large, knowing that we exist and they can not have those sleepless nights Googling answers questions that they're probably never going to find an answer to online, uh, but instead can pick up the phone and speak to our concierge directly and really get sound information that's relevant to them, not something that their neighbor's sister's co-worker got in their divorce and therefore they're guaranteed to get the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Thanks for sharing that. There were a few things you said that stood out to me. Um, when you said that the divorce rate was 50%, do you guys think that that's still accurate or has it gone up since the last couple years in the situation where everybody had to sit at home with their partner and realize who they were actually married to, right? Good question. Well, in general, divorce rates are actually going down, which I've continuously be sh- been shocked to, to see and hear. However, it's be- really because fewer people are getting married. So oh. COVID aside for a moment, um, COVID aside for a moment, fewer couples are getting married initially at a younger age and fewer couples are getting remarried uh, at a later stage in life uh, because they don't maybe need to financially or choose to for 
legal reasons, whatever it is. Maybe they don't have the intention to have children together or something. Uh, but but divorce rates are going down. However, the divorce rates that are going up still are in the area of gray divorce or silver divorce, so divorce after 50. And we're seeing continually an increase in the divorce rates in that group uh, as an audience that are pandemic pandemic uh, spurred some of this, uh, but those that are empty nesters or again in the pandemic, those that were were just becoming empty nesters and all of a sudden were in a home with their spouse realizing, wait a minute, I don't want to retire with this person 10, 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. This is what life looks like in retirement. This is not really what I want to do with the latter half of my life um, as one example. And COVID for other examples with young children or not, was sometimes the the straw that broke the camel's back of, you know, things were rocky to begin with, and now they're all locked in one roof for months on end, et cetera. Uh, but Bob, what else would you like to add to that? Uh, well, the uh, interesting about what Sam was saying about less people are getting uh, married, um, a lot of them think that that's like, oh, that's a good way of getting around divorce, when in fact it might not necessarily be the best strategy for them. Mm, uh, why is because, that? You know, you you end up you end up having uh, people living together for long long periods of time and having ch- and having children together and buying property together and unfortunately most of the court systems around the country they don't favor people that are not married um, oh. and it can be really dangerous for people the kids are always protected by all the court systems but not necessarily the marriage aspect the division of assets doesn't necessarily transpire. Uh, and so a lot of people get hurt in that. And it's, so it's not, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in marriage, even though I went through divorce, I'm a really big believer in relationships and, and, and really, you know, expressing your love and in that relationship. And, and it's beautiful and it's beautiful when it's obviously when it's beautiful and it's, and it's also beautiful when it's tough, you know, when you can actually work through the toughness part of it, that's, that's, to me, how you really build a relationship. So I, I, I really want uh, marriages, and, and but from a legal standpoint, they they are a big protection device for for people as well. Um, so it's it's uh, interesting. The other thing too is well, the one area that we don't talk about is those second and third divorces. Yeah, uh, we never we never really hear about the divorce rates of those, and uh, so yeah. The average in the country is is different from place to place. It's it's higher in certain parts of California and lower in certain parts of Massachusetts. Um, but second divorce is a pretty clear cut. You know, they go up to an average of sixty three percent divorce rate in second divorces, seventy three percent on their third on their third marriages, and so forth. So the numbers keep going up. And why is that? Yeah, and why? Tell us. That's what we all want to know right now. So. <laughs> Here's when we when we get a divorce. This is the, I'll say this in a very general general way. Uh, each spouse is saying, "Thank God I got rid of the problem." Oh, right. Yeah, let's. I get got into rid this. of the the reason I'm getting a divorce was because it was the other person. It was the other problem. But in reality, you know, when you're in a relationship, there are two people, and you're part of the problem. And yep. really, coming having an acceptance to you know, I am part of the problem. How did I create this? Even if I was the person. I, being abused, you know, how did, where did, where does my, where did my selection process come into play in order to bring that person into my life and so forth and, or being, or just, you know, not getting what you wanted out of that. And how did that, and you see this after like 20 and 30 year marriages and go, how did you actually live together in this environment? Yeah. And, um, and you have to look at yourself and say, how did I participate? And most people don't do the work after a divorce um, to get ready for that next relationship. And, mm, um, that's yes. why the divorce rate becomes so high is because all of a sudden, two to three, five years into it, they recognize the same old feelings. Yeah. And they go, I'm going to cut this off in the past and get divorced real quick. It's uh, the same as like anything else that people who skip around to jobs, like get a new job every three months. Oh my God, I hate this place. My boss awful. And then they get a new job. Oh my God, I hate this place. My boss awful. And then, you know what I like to say? Everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It. That is. The yeah. Point. I think Tiana mentioned that when she was on the show and actually that's a super interesting thing because I never understood why the divorce rate would be higher for second marriages. I thought, is it because they've done it before? So they're thinking, Oh, I can make it through again. And it's like, Oh no, that makes sense that, um, 
you know, you, you have to go through a process of healing and of restructuring your own heart and mindset. I love how you said, you know, ask yourself, how did I participate? That's such a great question. So for anyone who's listening that is going through a divorce or has been through a divorce and is that is in that phase of doing the work, right? Um, in quotes, the work, um, which means a lot of different things, but what a great question to journal on and ponder on. How did I participate? What um, boundaries did I have and what boundaries did I not have or let someone walk over? And what stories do I have, you know, underlying in my, even some of them might be in a deep subconscious space, right? But they're belief systems that you've had built inside of you that allowed you, like you said, to choose that you know, because nobody forced you to be there. Um, So then you can ask yourself what belief systems within me allowed me to choose this for myself. I recorded a show last week. uh, I think we titled it. You are where you want to (laughs) be. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. It is, it's that whole enabling process that, uh, uh, that we, we've, we learned very early, you know, in our, in our ages and the things that we need in our lives and, and sometimes we put up with a lot of pain in order to do that. And, um, and that doesn't change. It doesn't change until you recognize what you're doing. And, and, and people will go, oh, I didn't, I didn't, you know, other people will see it easier from the outside when you marry the second time you go, oh, you just married your wife all over again. And they go, no, they don't look, they don't look the same. They don't, they don't sound the same, but they are the same because they, they, they're doing the things that trigger you and all of that. So it's, it's. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we, we're even you know even the even our role as a part of the divorce process and the financial piece of it we'll bring up those those issues so that we will want to we want them to get to you know these divorce coaches or therapists or relationship coaches that can actually get them to think in those terms uh, in order to make good sound uh, and healthy decisions later on. You know, for uh, so when, when people find our events at Vesta, they are typically pursuing the divorce process, curious about the divorce process, in the divorce process, or sometimes post-divorce. So I can't yet say that we as a company are decreasing the divorce rates for first marriages because people are typically finding us once they're already somewhere in the process. However, we are, I feel strongly that we are impacting the the rate of second divorces, or second marriage, excuse me, by giving people the opportunity to have greater awareness of themselves, of the process, of the tools to have in their back pocket. I, rem- I remember being at an event, I don't even know, maybe it was seven years ago now, and somebody asked me, uh, do I believe in the construct of marriage, having a family that's so divorced, right? That like, do you even have faith in marriage? Just because how, yeah. how could you, right? How could you if you're surrounded by it? And it's a really valid point in question, right? You know, I've, I've seen a lot of people who don't want to get married because they saw the trauma of their parents or their uncle and aunt or their sister. And they don't want to necessarily uh, take that path. And as Bob spoke to earlier, that's not always the wise route legally or financially. But aside from that point, uh, my answer to that was always, no, I absolutely believe in the construct of marriage because I believe that that's the commitment that can help couples be in communication about those really important things. And that I feel really blessed to have the perspective of divorce, not just personally, but professionally be surrounded by it every single day to have that toolkit in our relationship to work through those challenging things. Right. And it's not, as Bob said, it's not always easy, but at the same time, I mean, we went actually multiple companies together. Um, so add that to a pandemic and divorce conversations every day. Right. No, but, um, but in the, in the big picture, right. To have those tools is going to help any person regardless of relationship, even, but any person have the tools as best as possible to avoid divorce, right? It's not always avoidable, but communication is really going to be the number one thing that can prevent that potential for, for a couple. Mm, communication. That's always the thing, huh? Just learning yep. how to work alongside your partner. <laughs> it sounds so simple yet. <laughs> it sounds so simple. And then how many layers deep is communication? I really love that. I know, Bob, you have something to share, but I just want to comment that I really love that you guys work from such a place of deep integrity and truth in your work. And I really love that because you're not like, oh, how can we, like, obviously your business 
runs because people are getting divorced. And at the same time, you're like, we believe in marriage and we want to help you. Like people find you, like you said, mid divorce. And you're like, well, let me empower you and give you the tools through this shift. And, and we want to give you the power, um, to make better choices or give you the tools to make better choices for your future. So you don't have to go through this again. And how special is that, that you come from a place of so much compassion to offer that to people so that you can actually help them on their road to healing and to healthy relationship, like you said earlier. And whenever possible, if people find us early enough in the considering divorce process, we want them to work with a coach or a therapist and work on their marriage. You know, we don't encourage divorce. Um, Yeah to make it work if possible and sometimes they find us when it's no longer possible for either one of the spouses to continue in the marriage so sure yeah the professionals uh, that we um, well i should probably we go back a step we 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 uh, vet professionals to come in and educate and support people going through the process from from the legal to the financial to the emotional um, areas. We, you know, there's 19 different professions that we can go in and vet as part of the professionals. But we have, so we, we, go, we put them through this really difficult process. It's an hour, honestly, an hour and 20 minute long application with lots of why questions. So if they answer them yes and no, they're gone. We don't, we don't talk to them. Um, <laughs> they, they have to do a, a background check, an interview with the senior management team and so they, we put them through the ringer we want good people and there are three things that we're looking for and one is competency obviously uh collaborative nature so that they actually know how to work together and you know to that that they see the value in the different professions to help people through the process and lastly we put them through the sniff test and the sniff test is all about compassion Ooh. and if these people are not compassionate they will not know how to handle people going through divorce. And quite frankly, people going through divorce will sniff it out in a, in a blink. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's, it, it's a, and it's not something you can teach that you, you can't teach compassion. It's a really, it's something you have to um, either experience and develop that way, or just you are blessed in being born with it uh, as, as a part of your life. So and even though we used to be able to do the sniff test in person, even on Zoom, it's something that's very apparent, right? And somebody's that's not there for the right reasons, we can, as Bob said, sniff it out right away. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I love that you said the word compassion, because that's so important and such a big piece of all of what we're talking about, that heart chakra space, that space of compassion and how earlier you said that you really believe in in marriage. And I think marriage is about compassion and marriage is the divine um, kind of commitment, like you said, that comes and matches that heart space, you know, and it's a, it's a big um, piece of our spiritual journey. And I think marriage can look a lot of different ways for different people. And I think um, maybe sometimes people have this like preconceived notion of like, this is what marriage is based on whatever they've seen or what they saw from like their parents or their friends. And then there's like this either one vision of it. That's like, they're like puts a bad taste in their mouth or they go enter a marriage and instead of working together with their partner to be like, this is what works for us. They're trying to make it match um, what they think it should be or what they've seen displayed to them, you know, elsewhere. Mm. It's you're, you're right. And it's, it's kind of um, (laughs) Sam and I will sometimes will be, you know, in a, um, an airport or a restaurant or um, at um, even in, you know, maybe in uh, a park someplace where we see couples and so forth. And we'll go, okay, should we give them our business card now or wait a few years? Oh. And um, <laughs> because, because you can, you can actually, you can virtually tell um, um, really pretty quickly uh, just to see the, the body language, the, the communication um, that they have with each other, uh, their inability to see the other person. And, and, and it's, it's like shout for us, it just kind of shouts out really loud. And, uh, and that's, that's sad in one, one part, but it's also really telling that most marriages 
they fail for the real simple parts of the of, of marriage that everybody can see, and that you're just not choosing not to see them uh, as a, either as a couple or an individual. Um, and uh, you know, and usually it's you know it's it's that communication thing is the is the big one. Um, relationships that are what I would call they're in a box, and they're mm. going to kind of exist inside that box forever. Well, what ends up happening, we all grow as, as individuals. And when you go to start push against those sides, it becomes uncomfortable. Uh, and if you can't push through those sides, then that box is either going to implode on you um, or you're just going to become brain dead. And we see those. You know, you, you mentioned 50% uh, divorce rate. So there's this kind of a joke that says, you know, there's 50% divorce rate and the other 50%, 25% are happy and the other 25% are miserable. Yeah. And, and, so, and so, and that 25% that are miserable kind of just exist in this kind of dynamic. That's sad. Uh, and it, that's it's what not, you call the box, the box. Okay. Exactly. There's existing inside that box. Uh, and so we believe it's like, you not only have to be able to communicate, but also you have to be able to expand. You have to be curious. You have to, you know, uh, uh, curious within the relationship to be, you know, you know, you know, what if we tried this and, you know, went hiking and, uh, you know, and, and did some, you know, those kind of things or do things that actually scare the relationship, you know, or not that you have to go out and jump out a airplane and, skydive which samantha will do and i definitely will not do um <laughs> but um but there you know it's just like you know sometimes in any relationship even whether you're married or not you know when you get to those scary places you don't sometimes you don't want to ask the questions because you don't want to know what the answers are um and that's not a good place to be it's not a really safe place to be it's better to know that the answers that and how know how to live your life and and i think in when we get married we stop asking those tough questions because we think mm -hmm. the marriage just puts handcuffs on us and we're we're safe now and that's just just not real um as a part of a, a good relationship oh that's very interesting i'm taking in everything you just said one sounds like you need to go skydiving. I saw Samantha's face light up when you said that. So maybe consider no pressure, no pressure or anything, but we just told everyone. Um, <laughs> um, I wrote down a note when you said that push against the sides, be able to expand. I think one of the things that really saved even my and my partner's relationship during the pandemic was that we got a chance to have time to work on ourselves. And I think that's a really big deal for people. And it's something that's so overlooked. I think a lot of people think they have to do everything together or the growth together. And sometimes the growth is individual. Sometimes it's coming together and showing your partner what's in your backpack, right? Let me put this out on the table. I'll show you do a little show and tell, and then put it back in your own backpack and carry it yourself, right? But a lot of people will try to give what's in their backpack to their partner. Can you carry this heavy bag for me? Oh, and this one, and take this bag too. And then it's like, all of a sudden, you're not even dealing with your own shit. You're just trying to give it to your partner to deal with for you or put the blame on them. And it's like, why can't we just sit down at the dining room table, take off our backpack, show each other what's inside, go thank you for sharing that with me, put it back in and carry our own backpacks and figure out how to empty that stuff out or clear that stuff out on our own tracks while walking alongside one another. And I think that seems like what a lot of people are missing. And when you said to, to push against the sides and be willing to expand, sometimes it's about repatterning and like letting go of what stories you have from like Samantha, how you said so many people in your family are divorced. You could carry those stories around in your backpack, right? And try to put them on your husband to hold. Or you can be like, I need to rewrite these stories myself, deal with this stuff and and then be able to meet him, right? Like we're each responsible for our 50% of the relationship, which comes with our own personal growth and development, our own coaching right? It's not always about like couples therapy, right? Sometimes it's about like getting an individual coach and working through your stuff and working through your stuff and then coming together. Okay. Do we, can we meet each other in the middle? Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it was. I, I was I kind of getting uh, going back into a, a place as you were describing the you know the backpack part. And uh, sometimes you you don't even you as your own individual don't even know what's in your own backpack, and 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 until you understand that, and that's not something somebody else can tell you. There's there's no question about that. But uh, but it's also good to have in that relationship when you can have the ability to to you know bounce your stuff off the other uh, off the other person. Mm-hmm. And them them not be threatened by it, or mm-hmm. and be able to you know to be able to maybe just sit. And listen, and yeah. um, without trying to fix, and that's that's for for okay. me was always a struggle. Try trying because I'm all, I'm a I'm a I'm a healer, and I want to fix everything. I want to you fix and it. every other man. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> but there 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 are you know um, there there are this you know that that ability, and it's and it's sometimes really hard to sit in that in that uh, that aspect. So it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I was, it's funny you bring up men. So I, I just I, I want to throw out since I am the male influence on the yeah. show. Right now. Um, we want to hear from you. Just don't forget you're outnumbered. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like the I like the I like the numbers. It's good. Maybe our producer um, Q will chime in to the show. No, <laughs> he won't um, leave you hanging, Bob. Don't worry. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest thing we um, pre COVID we uh, Vesta our divorce firm. Um, did these retreats. They were weekend retreats. They started on a Friday evening, ended on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And people would stay overnight and so forth. And we would not invite any more than 10 people, 10 people that were going through separation and divorce to come to them. And for the most part, it was mostly women coming to the events. But the greatest thing was to have three or four men be in those events. And one of the things that was really awesome for that, especially for the people that were there, was actually to have instead of a, a group of women that were all going through this this process and, and feeling angry and and you know mad at men at that moment, um, to have men and to hear that yeah they they're in relationships too, and that there are men that talk differently. Not all. So like when you say yeah, all men are like that. No, they're really different. Men, yeah. men have that this this ability to be in good spaces uh, for relationships, um, mm-hmm. and we find that, and you also find that women are not necessarily in good places to be in relationships too. So it, it, yeah. people got to see each other, and when they got to see people in their most, uh, what I what I feel is this is the most difficult life transition people will go through, um, you know, in their married lives. It's it's so difficult that when they get to see the other. Um, in that same place and realize, oh yeah, it's, it's, this is more about me. It's not about a group of people. It's not about, you know, um, you know, this, this, uh, this ability to sort of become a victim and, uh, or have an aggressor and, and changing, changing that dynamic. So I, I always, we, Sam and I, I don't know if Sam, if you remember the, the first time we had a parenting uh, event, so we had this speaker coming in to talk about, you know, tips about dealing with kids going through uh, divorce, uh, separation and divorce with their parents. And we had 24 people there and 24 of them were men. Wow. All, all men. We were blown away, absolutely blown away. And, 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 and it was, it, so they were, and I was, I was kind of perplexed by it. At first I was, I felt I was in a blessed moment because it just to bring 24 men together in that way where they, they're there to wanting help themselves to help their kids was beautiful. Um, but I was saying, where are the women? Well, like, where were the women in that? And I, and I said, that's a, that's a wrong message. There's a message that's missing here that we, as we grow through society and probably at a very early age, that Women are the caretakers and men are not. And there's mm. there's definitely that the difference. But there was this one place, this, this one guy was talking about, he had these two children. They were like eight and 10 years old or maybe a little bit younger, actually. And something went wrong. Uh, you know, th- their, their plans didn't go the way they were. And he said, he goes, he was telling the kids, he goes, this is the first time I'm going through divorce too. I'm not sure what I'm doing. And it was a really beautiful place for the kids. And the kids understood that. And yes. they were able to really get, you know. And so I, I bring out that story because I, I think a lot of times we talk about divorce and and there is this uh, kind of a blame game, you know. And it's it's sort of like, oh, so-and-so is getting divorced. What did he do? 
you know, kind of thing. And yeah. when, and when it's really, what did they do is more like it. And yeah. it's, so I, I tried to bring that, that piece out there and um, for, from, for men, cause it's, it's, um, it's a tough thing. And there's some, uh, there are, there are definitely some structures in across the country in different court systems that, Oh, definitely favor men. There are some states that are, that have, are still are living backwards. Um, state of Rhode Island is one of them, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know so that's. But there are others that are not where they they you know so and that, and neither of those things should should exist. But uh, yeah, you know cool. we've had an opportunity, my partner and I, to get to do some coaching and some workshops together with with our coaches where um, my coach Leela and his coach Traver, who I've both had as guests on the show um, did a relationship like workshop together. And we actually hosted it at our house. And it was one of the most, it was one of the coolest events and workshops I feel like I've ever done. And it was so special to get to do it with Isilfi and, and to see all of these other men, like you said, that showed up at our house that day. I feel like it was almost equal men in, women that were there, uh, almost even. And I was just blown away. And then even when I see, um, his coach Traver Boehm's, um, posts on social with like, you know, a lineup of like 24 dudes standing outside, um, at a retreat. And I'm like, they all showed up for that. Like, it's incredible because it is such a great reminder that there are like men that, are doing this work and and stepping into these vulnerable spaces, even though sometimes for men that can feel a little bit more uncomfortable or a little bit of a foreign space, especially if you're brought up in a family or society, right? Like we live in where it's like, you're supposed to be tough or like man up or all these sayings we have. Right. And, um, and it's cool to see men just step in and be willing to be vulnerable. Cause actually that, really like, you know, your woman sees that if you're trying to heal your relationship, um, that allows you to get more connected in that space. I mean, we all have our masculine and feminine sides and it's important that we all tap into both. Um, and so it's really cool to see men, uh, stepping into coaching, stepping into therapy, healing. Um, I saw a funny video today. (laughs) My friend posted it on Instagram on his story and it was like, um, Oh, this is a message for any of you uh, men in a relationship with a woman. I'm going to tell you the one thing that you need to do that she is going to think is so sexy. This is the one thing that's going to be like so hot and turn her on. And at that end, he goes, go to therapy. (laughs) I was cracking. I was like, this is 100% accurate. That's so true. Like, yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So so that's really cool that you guys did those retreats. And um, I know you've done some also, right, Bob, that you attended Yes. Um, as well. Uh, so, yeah, so a part of, a part of my own growth, um, I, I, I participated in some retreats that really pushed my boundaries. And... Um, it was, you know, and, and, and knock on wood, thank goodness for my divorce, because I'm not sure I would have done those as I, if I was still in that relationship, mm-hmm. uh, I probably just would have stayed in the safe places and so forth. But as I was going through my, my own divorce, uh, I had a great therapist, uh, that just said, I want you to try this. And so I just followed her every, every step, um, and uh, went to some that, you know, cha- challenged, uh, you know, just some of my educational aspect. I uh, went to some that were, you know, ab- about love, intimacy and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it was an integration of uh, between um, both, uh, you know, uh, men and women and have an equal uh, equal um amounts of, of people there, both men and women. And then been to all male retreats uh, that uh, really look at, you know, you're, you're taking accountability for your life mm-hmm. and, and looking in those, those places. And, and those, the, every, every time I think you go into these, these uh, different types of retreats, um, there's some really wonderful organizations that are out there. Like for men, uh, I love uh, a program called the Mankind Project. Mm-hmm. The Mankind Project is worldwide. 
Um, you know, I think in, in New England, where I took them, they, they do it once or twice a year. Out in California, they're out uh, uh, two or three times a year as well. But they're all across the world. And, and it's three days of uh, you have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm not going to tell you because that would uh, kind of um, take away the whole experience. But it's powerful. Mm. Uh, and I, I got to enjoy a, uh, a weekend with the youngest male there was 18 and the oldest was 84. And, and it was 29 men and to watch what transpired during that time to have 40 other men and psychiatrists and therapists and all different types of people, coaches surrounding those 29 men going through that uh, was pretty powerful. And, um, and you'll find that most men don't, don't actually trust other men. And, and, and in coming out of that, I have such a, I, I had a, a really a blessed, uh, a blessed, uh, um, view of men uh, these days going forward so those those things are powerful and they and and not only do they help you as an individual but you bring that obviously into your relationships and yeah and be able to bring that those that the, the learnings and the feelings that you had from that it's really it's really cool i feel like i almost got like goosebumps while you were saying that about the age difference between the men and how many men showed up to do that work it's just sometimes samantha do you feel like sometimes as women we forget like that men, they need so much love and compassion and nurturing too, right? Like sometimes as women, we, we're like, I'm going to protect myself and be like hard. And, um, and then we don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, wait, this man needs so much love and needs a hug and needs a place to lie his head down too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the support it needs support in whatever the capacity that is, you know, whether like you said, it's a, a nice hug or just a, a thoughtful um, c- contribution somehow, whatever, or just the space to, to explore and develop and uh, grow, you know, in an example of a retreat like this. And Bob, it's interesting. You, you mentioned actually earlier on, and then you kind of alluded to it again, just briefly, the concept of kind of a failed marriage and I think that it's a phrase that at least with investor, we've really tried to eliminate because it, maybe the relationship ended. Yes. However, you know, you mentioned Bob that it had your divorce not happened, that growth wouldn't have been possible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the relationship is always going to teach you something and mm-hmm. to be allowed to honor that for what it is, I think is such an important piece of the picture of relationships in general and the marriage, of course, especially longer term marriages being being a big piece of your life. Uh, and that that's really key to recognize. Yeah, I love that. I'm reading a book right now called Anatomy of the Spirit, and she talks about our mm-hmm. um, healing journey, and and she kind of mentioned something like that about um, like even the family that we're born into is with purpose. Every relationship that we have is with purpose. All the people that come into our life are with purpose whether we had a positive experience or maybe some negative experiences with them, that was all part of our spiritual growth journey. It was all part of our path. And so it's like important and maybe it's not failed, but it was for some reason you needed that person or those lessons, right? Like at that time. And then maybe there's a time where that no longer fits with your growth journey or your spiritual journey. And it's time to move on um, from that space. And I feel like that's maybe where people get stuck is they feel like they have to stay in that space. um, And they almost like pause on their journey um, just to stick with something, even if they know deep down, it doesn't feel um, right or isn't serving them or isn't in alignment with their truth or integrity um, at that point in their life. Because if you've grown and you've changed, it makes sense that your relationships would grow and change as well. So instead of looking at something as, you know, forever, can you, cause what's forever in our lives, nothing else is forever, nothing's forever. Right. But, um, can we look at it at, you know, each day and wake up and go, Oh, today, yes, this person aligns with me. I choose this person in this relationship. We're going to grow together, you know? And then if you get to a point where you're not, um, you know, it doesn't, I know lots of people who are divorced that are actually friends and better off being divorced. Their relationship with one another as people, as humans is actually stronger and better um, outside of a romantic relationship. And so, you know, sometimes you do have to just do that. And it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means maybe the time horizon on that (laughs) particular connection or in that way was up. 
Mm-hmm. I think to add to one thing I said earlier uh, about my own belief in marriage and the the toolkit that you know I feel blessed to have to to be in a, a good relationship is is that I think part of that I'm not afraid of divorce. You know, I think if you go into a relationship afraid of divorce, you're not going to address those hard things that you need to work through to make relationship work. And mm. so, yes, as you said, you know, if we get to some point where both of us are growing in such different directions that it's not working, then that that may be the path. But at the same time, we're going to do everything possible to work together and communicate about all those changes to avoid that. And I think that fear is what keeps us in that box you described or in those handcuffs you described, Bob, or in that limitation of I can't keep growing, like you just said, Bryn. Um, and so I think that's such an important factor is how do you be not afraid of the other side, but instead grow through and grow with that box and help the whole box expand as as a couple uh, to, to grow. Are you saying like um, people are so afraid of like rejection or in fear of being alone or in fear of, of the divorce that they don't talk about the things and then the things just pile up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Cause what if your partner doesn't accept that thought or comment or idea or thing you want to try or yeah. whatever it is, right. If it's, if it's outside the norm of what you've known, especially for longer term yeah. relationships. Right. And if you have a foundation of allowing each other, like you mentioned the backpack, so allowing each other to grow and expand and come back to each other with, with that. Yes. That, that's going to leave those doors open to say, Hey, how do we keep growing this box to fit both of us as we mm-hmm. grow? Not how do we keep the box, never change the dimensions and hope we always fit in it. Uh, and hope we always fit in it. Oh, I love how you just said that actually. How do we keep this box, never change the dimensions and always fit in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's that that whole fear factor that comes in. And then at the end of the day, people end up getting the opposite of what they wanted, which was to stay with their partner because they were afraid to talk about this stuff in the first place out of fear of... Um, you know, being, being left or being alone or, and it's like, well, now you just ended up exactly where you didn't want to be. Um, I'm sure for some people it's possible, but I know for myself, you know, I'm, I have not been the same clothes size my whole life and it's the same concept, right? If you're the exact same size, everything in clothing is the best example for your entire life. Like it doesn't show the journey that you've had, right? Of wow. This, yeah. This gain or this loss or this, whatever, right? Stress and pandemics and whatever else happens to us yeah. along the way. That Although my jelly, my fight. jelly shoes from uh, kindergarten are back in style. So <laughs> maybe my big it, toe will fit in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. So I want to ask one more thing. Um, earlier you had mentioned that you're noticing couples are getting divorced. You said the gray you said gray divorces, like they're getting divorced once they're empty nesters or their kids leave. Do you notice that people are doing that because they've all of a sudden had to sit with their person and go, oh, now we have an issue? Or is it that there was issues, there were issues all along or a disconnection all along, but they were sort of staying together for the kids, right? Do a lot of people do that? Nine times out of 10 or more than that, there was definitely some thread or threads along the way that were a rocky foundation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think part of it is the, the, the empty nester piece of not knowing how to, maybe they don't have anything in common anymore, right? Or they, mm. they don't have, like you said, those backpacks they share with each other or have backpacks they grow and bring back to each other, even if, you know, whether, regardless of whether they do activities or enjoy, enjoy life together. Um, but I think, and actually, Bob, you, you add to that because I know you were going to share. Yeah, I, I was. I, th- th- this that was my life. So my life, oh. was, my life was. Um, I knew that I was not happy in my relationship in the first five years of the relationship. Uh, already had a child at that point in time. Was about to have a second child, uh, and um, at the tenth year of our marriage, I wanted a divorce, and and I wasn't capable at that time yes. to actually go through with it. I I've heard this story before, not nobody, from you, from other men as well. Not, not, no one could support me. No one would support me. And so it was really difficult. So I stayed in that, but I put all of my energies into my family. 
And if so, if you, when we finally separated, you know, all of the people that were around us were like, you're such a happy family. You're such a happy family. Mm. And you was, I love my children. I was thrown a hundred percent into them. And, and, and it's, and when we were as a group, the four of us, um, at, you know, our, the two kids and, and, and my spouse at the time, uh, we were a happy family, yes. but then we weren't a happy couple. Yes. And, and, and that, and so when those children become on their own or head off, usually off to school and you're faced with, um, you're the person that you're not happy with, it becomes pretty quick after that. And it becomes a, a very powerful, uh, explosion yes. uh, for mo- most relationships at that point in time. You know what, what you just shared, that was really brave. And also a lot of people who, are listening, I know are going to connect to that because I have heard that story from men and women so many times. And I know you guys have too. And I, I think that there's, uh, an undervaluing of sex and intimacy in our culture and in our society. Um, we're taught like stay together, do it for your family, do it for your kids. And at the end of the day, what are you really teaching or displaying to your kids about healthy relationship or about intimacy or about, you know, your someone posted on social media with all this like abortion um, stuff going on. Sex, uh, sex is a privilege, not a right. And I thought, no (laughs) since when sex is not a privilege it is 100 for sure our god-given right right Mm -hmm. and i'm like intimacy is something that we we need to experience i'm sad that there's this view by many people that sex is not important or that intimacy is not important or that deep connection with your partner is not important. Intimacy doesn't just mean sex. It's, it's understanding each other on another level. It's a level of support and, and safety. And, um, you know, uh, when you said the word intimacy, I think most people connect that directly with sex. And, uh, and so it's, it's like, but it is really important, um, to know that intimacy is, is about going into those deep, dark places. And also it is about sex and, and and being sexual is, is, it's amazing. You'll find these, these great divorce, uh, sexless marriages, uh, for long, long periods of time. And that's just not, first of all, it's not physically healthy and, and, um, and, and it's not emotionally healthy for, for anybody. And sex uh, in a healthy marriage and a good marriage is about 10% of the marriage. And in a bad marriage, it's about 90%. And the, the reason it's like that, people go, well, that, that means you're getting, you know, more sex, less sex. No, it's, it's, it's more about the value in it. And when it's in a bad marriage, the intimacy quotient becomes huge and the only thing that we can relate intimacy to is the sexual sexual part of our relationship and so when you're not having that then there's no intimacy it's gone at that point in time that's and that's why when people i left her or i left him because there was no sex in our marriage it's yeah that was a symptom it was like you know the 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 last result of it but yeah a symptom exactly of whatever else is going on or where the connection is lacking. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people will really relate to that. And I've seen, you know, friends that were in relationships where they couldn't really put the pieces together of like, why am I not happy? Because like you said, the family unit looked good from the outside or this was working, right. They could eat dinner with their kids and go to Disneyland and have a great day. And so then people are like, why would you, why would you leave that? Or why would you not be happy with that? Or what's the problem? You know? And it's like, there's something so much deeper, um, in the book, um, um, Glennon Doyle's book, uh, T Oh my God. What is the word? Um, what is that book called by Glennon Doyle? Untamable. Wait, I'm going to look it up. But anyways, she mentions at the very beginning about the, um, the cheetah, like where the, 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 um, 
girls at the zoo and the zookeeper is like showing her the cheetah and the cheetah's like walking the edge of the fence, like way, you know, off to the side. And the, the girl's like, does, is the cheetah happy here? And the zookeeper's like, yeah, this is all the cheetah knows. Like the cheetah was born. Yeah. Untamed. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my producer Q coming through when I, my brain is like, well, I can picture the cover. It's like so colorful and beautiful. Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Such a great book. Um, and the girl's like, is the cheetah happy? And the lady's like, yeah, this, this is all the cheetah um, knows, you know? And then she's like, in her mind, she's thinking, no, like, it's a fucking cheetah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, maybe this cheetah was born in a zoo and this is all it's ever seen. But in its deep, like, innate, like, being, the cheetah knows that it's a fucking cheetah. Like, it wants to be out running in the wild, not in this, like, kept in this thing, being fed like steaks by the zookeeper, right? And so I always think of that when it comes to women um or men in relationship and and divorce like when someone's like I can't really pinpoint like what it is and it's like you're a fucking cheetah you know like y- you you're meant to have these other experiences it's part of your being it's part of who you are to be intimate to connect to have sex to um be in a deep place of compassion and love. And so it's not just about what's on the surface and the fact that you can like laugh with your partner and go to Disneyland with your kids. You know, it's like, that's not all of what marriage is. That might be a great family, but you're still family with your family, right? You still are family with your kids, whether you're married to their mother or not. And so it's like, you can still um, value family and get a divorce. That's right. That's absolutely 100% correct. And I, it's, I love that, that cheater. I'll use that in, in the future. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Because, uh, yeah, it is, it's uh, in, in our own lives. If we are, if that whole expansion uh, piece for me is uh, critical in, in relationships and, um, and the expansion of our, our thinking, um, our, our understanding of the other, and but it goes into that intimate intimate side. If you're able to expand in the intimacy place, um, in, in you know, talking about deep things, expanding sexually, and people are afraid to expand sexually. I mean, it's it's a, you know, it's just like oh, I was taught this, and I say it this way, and I'm in the, I'm in that box again, and uh, and that's uh, uh, you know, if you're going to express your intimacy in the in a really deep way. Uh, emotionally and physically, it's really important to understand your partner and and expand and, and expand and understand those, you know, the things that we're always like afraid to talk about, you know, what are our, you know, what are our deepest fantasies and wishes and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. I'd be afraid to say, hey, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of like that. It may sound crazy to you or, or it may, it may sound like, oh God, that should be shameful about, but yes. that's, that's what your partner's all about to be able to go, oh my God, that's yeah. awesome. You, you really want to do that? thing and um but it's it's uh you know but and it's unfortunate we get to see uh, you know just when people have just really either never tried um or just didn't put the real effort that they needed into to make their relationships work unfortunately i think there's a lot of shame around some of the stuff that we need to explore in order for relationships to work and that's where um that's where that piece comes in. You know, like there's a lot of shame around sex. There's a lot of shame around having deeper desires for certain things that people are just uncomfortable to talk about. And I think that's a really big point that we just made that there's a big difference between relationship, intimate relationship and family. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you can have both (laughs) and, uh, and both are important. And so, yeah, I, I really love that. That's a big share that you just did. And I think, I think out of everything we talked about to me, that's like, I, I've heard so many people talk about that. And I know people who are feeling challenged and struggling through relationships right now where that's a big piece of it. Um, loving their family and not being connected to their partner at the same right. time. And right. so- I love that. That's where the, that's where the work lies and it's okay. <laughs> There's no shame or stories around um, being in that place. And you've got people and resources that can help you work through it. So Bob, thanks for being on the show today. I know we, we lost Samantha to a, a important um, call because 
we're, we went a little over, but you know what? This was a great conversation. And I'm so happy that I had you and Samantha on today. Can you share your website um, or anything you have coming up sure. so that people can connect with you? So we have, uh, we're, we're in uh, 20 uh, states around, uh, around the United States. And uh, you can look at Vesta, V-E-S-T-A, divorce.com. And it's a wonderful website, lots of educational material in there. All of our professionals are there, uh, event dates, and, and most, of our, our, most of our events are on Zoom. So uh, you can connect at any time to get your, get your questions answered. There you go. They're virtual, so no excuses. Exactly. <laughs> Jump in, feed your, feed your soul, everyone. So awesome. Well, thank you to you. And please tell Samantha, I said thank you as well. You guys are such an awesome, true power couple. And um, I love what you guys are doing and the integrity that I see between your connection and your relationship and the, the love that you put into your clients and the work that you're doing. So thanks for coming on here today and sharing. I appreciate you. Thank you, Bryn. Thanks for having us. You're tuned in to Bryn Moves, the podcast.